The World Cup, on off the ball, covering the good, the bad, and, well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. The OTB Brief with Deliveroo. Food, we get it. Good morning, it's Thursday the 24th of November. I'm John Duggan and this is the OTB World Cup Brief with Deliveroo as we bring you all the latest from Qatar. Well, what about yesterday and another big team losing in their opening game, Argentina, the other day and now Germany. 2-1 defeat to Japan. We saw before the game the German players putting their hands over their mouths in protest at FIFA's decision to... uh, not allow players wear the one love armband but in terms of what happened on the pitch it was a big shock Germany were utterly in control 74% possession 9 shots on target to 3 but Japan were so energetic so determined they really stuck at it with their second half display and uh, Germany's wastefulness cost them simple as that Hansi Flick's side paid the price uh, interesting that the goal scorer for Japan the winning goal scorer Takuma Asano played for Arsenal on the books so he never actually played a competitive game in the Premier League or anything for the Gunners, but he was in the books of Arsenal at one stage. Scored a brilliant goal, uh, really got the better of Nico Schlotterbeck to score that winner after Ritsu Duan had equalised for the Japanese. Both players coming off the bench and Japan, remember they really pushed Belgium in the last World Cup, were unlucky possibly not to get to the quarterfinals and they've real chance now of getting to the last 16. But the big impressive story of Group E actually despite Japan's shock win, was Spain. 7-0 win over Costa Rica. Marco Asensio, Danny Almo, Gavi, uh, Carlos Soler and Alvaro Marasha all scoring with Ferran Torres getting two goals. 17 shots on goal to no shots on goal. Seven shots on target for Spain, none for Costa Rica. 82% possession. And Gavi, the youngest scorer at a World Cup since Pelé, 18 years of age, 1,043 passes to 241. Costa Rica are not the team they were eight years ago in Spain with their biggest ever win at a World Cup Finals. And if they beat Germany on Sunday, Germany are facing an exit for the competition's group stage for the second tournament in a row. They really have to pull it out now, Hansi Flick's team, on Sunday evening against Spain in Group E. In Group F, a quite tense opener between Morocco and Croatia yesterday. Goalless draw. Chances few and far between, only two shots on target for each uh, country. Uh, and then last night we had Belgium beating Canada by a goal to nil, which you'd have to say was a result which wasn't exactly fair. Michi Batshuayi has been excellent for Belgium. He's got 27 international goals, scored the winner just before half time, quite a direct route of a goal over Alderweireld's through ball, and Batshuayi finished it to the net. Canada will be kicking themselves. I think they were quite naive. 21 shots to Belgium's nine, but only four on target to three. And Jonathan Davis didn't get the ball in the back of the net. Maybe he should have taken the penalty because Alfonso Davies, the star player, did take that penalty on 10 minutes when they were awarded it. Uh, But Thibaut Courtois saved it quite simply, straight at him. So should a striker not have taken that penalty? But even possession-wise, Canada only appearing at their second World Cup. They've never scored a goal at a World Cup. Um... You'd have to think they're still in with a chance, but it's obviously harder when you lose your opening game. I think it showed up what the FIFA rankings are, like Belgium second, Canada 39 places below them, and that wasn't reflected on the pitch last night. So Belgium winning in Group F and Spain right at the top of Group E. That was yesterday. What is going on today? We've got four matches. Switzerland Cameroon kicking off Group G at 10 o'clock Irish time. So the Swiss improving. They eliminated France on penalties 
At the European Championship, they lost to Spain on penalties then. They beat Italy in their group, not necessarily in terms of head-to-head, but they pipped them to qualify for this automatically, this World Cup. We know Manuel Akanji, we know Fabian Scher uh, from Man City and Newcastle. They'll be the defenders. Granit Xhaka, the Arsenal player, playing very well for the Swiss captains, the Swiss. Braylon Bolo and Noah Okafor of Red Bull Salzburg. They're pacey attackers. They emphasise a collective spirit, the Swiss, better than the sum of their parts. But are they creative enough? Do they score enough goals? It is a fifth successive World Cup finals for them. They've not gone beyond the last 16 since they hosted the tournament back in 1954. Their opponents, Cameroon, have lost at the group stage five tournaments in a row since they reached that World Cup quarterfinal in 1990. They've lost their last seven games at the World Cup and they lost at home as well in the semis of this year's Africa Cup of Nations when they were the host country. They're coached by Rigobert Song, formerly of Liverpool. They've enticed uh, Brian Abuma of Brentford into their ranks. Uh, Vincent Abu Bakar is the captain. And Eric Maxim Chupamoting of Bayern Munich is also in the squad. So we'll have to wait and see with Cameroon and Senegal were disappointing the other day. And we have obviously to see Ghana later on. So that's the opening Group G game at 10. The other Group G game is at 7. And we'll see the debut of Brazil in the competition. The tournament favourites as they always are. Five-time World Cup winners. An array of attacking talent to support the talisman that is Neymar. So you have Rafinha, Richarlison, Vinicius Jr., Lucas Paqueta, Anthony, Gabriel Martinelli all in the squad. Casemiro, a very important holding player. He was suspended against Belgium four years ago when they lost in the quarterfinals. Uh, 17 goals in 38 games for Richarlison and seven in his last six for the Brazilians. Uh, 11 league goals for Neymar this season, 30 years of age now. This possibly is his last chance. He's only two goals off Pele's all-time record of 77 in the Canary Yellow. Lack of injuries has been a positive for Brazil. They've got a good manager in Chichi, a former Champions League winning manager in South America, and only two competitive defeats under him in over 70 games. Will they play an attacking team of 4-1-4-1? Are they weak on the counter-attack? Are the full-backs weak? Have they got a psychological issue with playing European teams now, 20 years on from their last World Cup triumph? For Serbia, their opponents at seven, well, really good attacking prowess. Alexander Mitrovic, Dusan Vlahovic, Luka Jovic. Creativity is there with Dusan Tadic and assist machine. They've got Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. I think the big thing for Serbia, their coach is a hero. Dragan Stojkovic getting the best out of the players was a hero, remember, for Yugoslavia in 1990, despite the troubles that were going on then in the country. Uh, Serbia have never reached the last 16, unlike Croatia, their neighbours. There are questions over the centre of their defence, but I think they'll be better than they were four years ago when Brazil were easy winners over them. They've also got Filip Kostic of Juventus in their team. They'll probably play three at the back. That is in Group G. Group H, two matches. The first of them is Uruguay against South Korea at one. So Uruguay, South Americans, new manager Diego Alonso has won seven of his nine matches since replacing Oscar Tabares. Some history in terms of the group. We'll get to that in a few days' time against Ghana. But huge experience. Luis Suarez, uh, Fernando Muslera, uh, Edinson Cavani and Darwin Nunes uh, bringing Guinea to find his former Liverpool eight goals in the Premier League and Champions League combined this season. Federico Valverde of Real Madrid is a world-class player. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. Ronald uh, Arahuo plays for Barcelona, but he's got a thigh problem not likely to feature. For the South Koreans, uh, Hyungman Sun is their star of the country. 35 goals and 104 appearances. He's set to be fit, despite having to wear a protective face mask, having fractured his eye socket playing for Spurs. Uh, defender Min Jae Kim is with Napoli, a really, really good player. A long time since 2002 when they reached the semi-finals. Um, they've lost just one game in qualifying, but... 
South Korea perennially generally are a team that go out in the group stage. They were beaten 5-1 by Brazil earlier this year. The other group H matches between Portugal and Ghana at four. Nice to see Chris Hutton in the backroom team of Ghana, but they're the lowest ranked team in the tournament. They lost to Comoros to the Africa Cup of Nations, but they did beat Nigeria in qualifying. Tarek Lamti of Brighton and Mohamed Salisu of Southampton could feature. And uh, we have the Ayu brothers as well, Jordan and Andre as well. Thomas Parti, their key player of Arsenal in midfield. Um, for Portugal, is Fernando Santos too conservative? Is Cristiano Ronaldo going to cast a shadow over this whole World Cup? Pepe also ageing, but a lot of talented players. Like you have Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes, Rafael Leao has been excellent. Uh, in terms of Serie A performances, he's, gonna, he's gonna, probably going to replace Diogo Jota on the left side of the attack. But we did cause them problems, the Republic of Ireland, remember? Uh, Portugal have got also Ruben Diaz, Joe Cancelo of Manchester City. Those players, they were fourth in 2006, but haven't really lit up the competition since then. Beaten by Uruguay four years ago. Are they cohesive enough? Is there enough of a gel with Portugal? Some quality youth as well. Nuno Mendes, Vitinha, João Paulinho, Fulham. Uh, 4-3-3, probably what they'll play with a player like Jean Moutinho at the base. What's the story going to be with Cristiano Ronaldo? He's a lot to prove, doesn't he? So lots to look forward to today. Four matches and the OTB World Cup brief is in partnership with Deliveroo delivering match day meal deals throughout the World Cup. Deliveroo food. We get it. Don't forget our breakfast show, OTB AM. Jergo Roy and Shane Hannon presenting from half seven across all the social and digital channels for Off The Ball. And as always, we're on your radio on News Talk from 7 o'clock this evening. Enjoy the football today in Qatar. We're back with the next instalment of the OTB World Cup Brief with Deliveroo, first thing tomorrow morning. The OTB Brief with Deliveroo. Food, we get it.